Good evening, welcome to week number seven, wow, of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, I don't know if you saw the video or not, but basically when we get done with Matthew 7, we're just going to go right on to Matthew 8, and we're going to go through the entire gospel. Uh, it's going to take us a while, but see, I want to give you good, solid, biblical content, and I'm trying to put on the internet good information, good things that will uh, inspire you to be more like Christ, to motivate you, to um, encourage you to grow. And, you know, unfortunately, um, well, I don't know if people, I don't know if, if YouTube is actively trying to bury my content or what, um... But slowly but surely, we're going to, I believe the channel's going to grow and we're gonna, we'll be fine. It's just going to take a little bit longer than I thought it would. But I do want to apologize. I never even got to verse 6 the other night. So let's just, here, I don't really plan on going past verse 12. I might be able to get to verse 18. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I definitely want to cover verse 12 tonight. That's the golden rule. And that is something that's huge. It's it's one of the most important verses in the entire Bible. So, but I never got to verse 6 on the video. And I apologize. That's my fault. So, you know, why is verse 6 important? Um... You know what? I got a great idea. I'm going to mention it briefly here. I should have done it in the video. I'm going to do another video. I I don't feel like I gave you my best effort on Monday night and I apologize. So I'm going basically it talks about not giving what is holy to the dogs or cast your pearls before swine. And I think this that is a huge uh, thing that I could spend 10 minutes just talking about that because ultimately what I'm going to say in the video and I'll say it here Jesus only had 12 people in his inner circle okay and even then Peter, James and John he was closer to them than he was the other nine if people don't love and care about you if they don't have your best interests in heart in mind they don't deserve to be in your inner circle Okay, so if you were to go on the internet and say you comment about something like, I don't know, sports, and people attack you because of your opinion, don't take that stuff personally. The only people that have a right to speak into your life are people that have proven that they love you and they care about you. Because if they don't, that is, ex that is exactly like throwing your pearls to the swine. You're wasting your time. These are people that aren't going to listen to you. But you know what? When there's people in your life that care about you and want you to succeed, um, man, it, th th there's, there's nothing better than that. And, and I know for a fact that I can't talk about my job here on the Internet. Okay, I literally have a guy that will occasionally listen to my stuff 
just to to try to find something that he can go run back to the higher ups. See, he's talking about his job on the internet. You need to fire him. You need to get rid of him. And I'm not even going to comment about him. Because I just question his character and I question his motives. But I'll say this. And I'm not going to tell you where I work. I recently got a new supervisor. And this guy's sharp. And this guy is great. And I know he wants me to succeed. And I swear to you, I would try to... I would try to... Now, granted, the thing behind me, of course, is a fake brick wall. But if it was a real brick wall, I'd still try to find... If he told me to go through it, I'd find a way. So anyway... Let's get into tonight's text. Let me read from verse 7 to 12. I don't think we're going to get past verse 12, to be honest, but let's let's do this. All right. Matthew 7, starting in verse 7, I am reading from the New King James. It says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what man is there among you who, who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? This is verse 12. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So, I love this section because Jesus is trying to encourage people to pray. Now, does this mean that you're going to, you know, I believe and declare in Jesus' name there's a red Corvette in my driveway. No, there's no red Corvette in your driveway. You don't need a red Corvette. You can get a sporty car if you want. But you need to live within your means. And be a good steward of your money. I believe there are two main threads throughout Jesus' teachings. Number one is our dependence upon God. And if we get so rich that we are, we are no longer dependent upon God then um, we miss the point. And number two, the source of all good things is God. Those two themes are throughout the entire Gospel of Matthew. They are throughout the entire, everything that he taught. So, 
since this is a MacArthur Study Bible. Let's see. That is interesting. I, I hadn't thought about this. Um, remember, a lot of people don't like the idea of total depravity. And I've heard Dr. James R. White, not me, smarter guy, um, the one that looks really good, bald. I tried to shave my head. I do not look good like that. Dr. White looks amazing. He can pull it off. And I swear, he doesn't look a day over 50. And he's in the 60s. So, God bless him. But um, I've heard him say um, about to the idea of total depravity. It doesn't mean that every single thing that you do is bad. It means that sin has tainted every area of your life. And think about it, because a lot of times people do good things. And that's what, that's what got me where I, I didn't want to agree with total depravity. But the truth is, a lot of times, bad people do good things, but they do it for the wrong reasons. Think about it. Why do rich people have big foundations and they give millions of dollars to charity and you find out later it's it's because they want a tax break giving is good but if you do it to either a to look good or b because you get a side benefit then you didn't do it for the right reasons you do you give to help someone and I don't know. I don't know people's hearts. I can't say that everybody who has this big, massive foundation and 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 gives to charity is bad. If the spotlight is on you instead of giving glory to God, then I question it. We give. give glory to God and we ask from God for the right reasons he says ask and it'll be given to you I'm looking through um, I know I shouldn't uh, you know the, the ultimate commentary Let's see Our attitude towards our Heavenly Father, Matthew 7, 7 through 11. It seems that Jesus should move on from our relationship with our fellow human beings to our relationship with our Heavenly Father, more so because our Christian duty of discrimination, not judging others, not casting pearls before swine, and being helpful without being hypocritical is too difficult for us without divine grace. That is spot on. We cannot... Um, we cannot live out the Christian life without his help. He believed me. Um, where was I? Uh, I just finished up doing uh, two years of being a chaplain resident. Started working as a prison chaplain. And the... Being at a minimum security prison, I, I never felt unsafe. 
because most of the most of the diehard criminals didn't come to chapel. Um, and then I got, and then I had to take a position at a medium security prison, and it was way more intense, and it was way more difficult. And I got on my knees, and I was like, God, I can't do this. And that's when I learned that I never could do it on my own. So, let me go back here to this commentary. It says, ask, seek, knock. These may be deliberately it be in, ascending, in an ascending scale of urgency. All three verbs are present imperatives indicate the persistence with which we should make our requests known to God. Second, the promises are expressed in universal statements. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I'm going to put a fan on me. It's a little warm in here, but not too much. Um... But it does say, if you who are evil know how to give um, good gifts to your children. See, you know as parents that later on in life, as you get older, your kids are the ones that are going to help take care of you. Everybody, most everybody, loves their kids. Um, you ha- you're the one who helped make them. Um, it's funny. There's this thing on TikTok, and, and I've seen several people do it, and it's like they're lip-syncing to a comedian, and they're like, if you, if you made your own... I've made my own people, and I'm their leader. And it... The, the comedian that does it, it, it's absolutely funny. But it's true. And you feel a connection to your kids. It's a whole lot easier to love your kids and to love your family than it is to love a complete stranger. But Jesus' standard is that we not only love our kids and love our family, and then you love your neighbor, but then he calls us to love our enemies. And to pray for those who persecute us. People who say bad things about us. I don't even want to pray for the guy that cut me off in traffic. But that's what we're called to do. So... Actually, you know, the more I the more I look at this text, the more it dawns on me that verse eleven really refutes the whole idea. Well, you can't be total depravity because, you know, not everything you do is bad. He Jesus flat out says, if you're evil and you know how to do good things for your kids, a lot of times. We do good things with bad motives. 
Oh, okay. You're taking your kid out for dinner for his birthday. Great. Are you going to not eat? Think about that one. You're getting to eat, too. <laughs> so you are getting something out of it. That's just an example. I want to talk... Oh, I want to spend a lot of time on the Golden Rule because... Oh my gosh, how the world would be so much better if Christians actually lived this out. But I'm a little tired. And this is no by no means a product endorsement. Although I would absolutely love it if Coke would, would, would do... I tried it when I was in Europe many, many, many years ago. And they finally brought it to America. And I absolutely love this Coke with coffee. Alright. So I'm going to set that over there. Off to the side. I'm going to reread this verse. Because it is that good. It is that important. Matthew 7 verse 12. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So, what does John MacArthur have to say about it? Versions of the Golden Rule existed before Christ in the rabbinic writings, even in Hinduism and Buddhism. All of them cast the rule as a negative command, such as Rabbi Hillel's version, What is hateful to yourself, do not do to someone else. Jesus made it a positive command, enriching its meaning and underscoring that this one imperative aptly summarizes the whole gist of the ethical principles contained in the Law and the Prophets. That's powerful. I mean... It's just... And there were times even today that I fell short. Now... This is what motivates me to care for others. This is what motivates me to do what I do. I've been very blessed over the last 30 years. My gosh. I, I first became a Christian in November of 1991. And between the people of oh, Bible Baptist Church in Lawton and my my chaplain in Germany, um, Danny and Catherine Perez, who ran the hospitality house there in Bomberg, went to, when I, I went back to Fort Sill a second time. And I was actually going to Oklahoma City for church, and the the pastor there, 
Uh, his name was Kent Defee. I swear, Kent was like a big teddy bear. But the the guy just loved people, cared about people. Um, moved to Stillwater, tried to help start a church. It didn't work out. Um, started dating the lady that became my first wife, and we were attending a. Uh, we went to an Assembly of God church for a while. Um, the pastor there was so gentle but strong at the same time. And I could go on and on and on all the way through up to and including the people that have trained me to help become a chaplain. Uh, Jacob George in Tulsa is an extremely godly man. He's just an, just an amazing human being. Uh, Chaplain Wolver in Oklahoma City um, Chaplain Ken Blank uh, who was in Muskogee unfortunately he passed away last year man I miss that guy very godly man just great listener just a great man of God and then, of course, all the, the staff chaplains I've learned from as well. Uh, what does this have to do with the Golden Rule? Well, people have poured into me, and now I want to pour into other people. But this goes to like the little things. You know... Where I work, there's a, a rule, or there was. I don't know if we have to. I don't think we have to abide by it now, but I think it's a where you have no more than four people in an elevator. And um, you're really supposed to let the the patients, you know, go ahead of you. You're supposed to let them, you know. Let them go ahead and you catch the next one. Because if you make them wait, then they're going to get frustrated. And, you know, I don't know if, you, if you've ever been late to an appointment, but it, it can be frustrating. You know, do you hold the elevator open so that someone who's older than you can get on? Do you um, hold the door open for somebody? Someone else? You know, especially if they got their hands full. Um, and there's all kinds of little things. And I think a lot of... my The thing that God's really working on my heart right now is that like if I'm in a hurry I can be rather abrasive and I've used that in the past as an excuse well I'm in a hurry I gotta get somewhere no you're still called to love your neighbors yourself whatever you want them to do to you or to do to you do also to them 
see, we, we keep waiting for the world to get better. We keep waiting for other people to act right. And, and I'm going to bring a concept in that I was taught when I was in the army. And that's this. You lead by example. Ideally, if you're nice to someone who is angry, they'll see the difference in your life and they will be like, all right, what's, what's the deal? What's going on here? And remember, there's a key concept when it comes to hermeneutics, when it comes to how you interpret Scripture, because Scripture should interpret Scripture. So think about what I said with the golden rule, and then just kind of hold your place there and go over to Romans, Romans, uh, I want to say Romans 12. Yes. Starting in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. What does it say just there in verse 15? If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in doing so you will heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, go back to verse. Go back to chapter 7, verse 12. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. That's what it's all about. I want to give final the final word to the legend. Mr. R.C. Sproul. And I'm opening up his commentary on Matthew. Now, he points out, just as my study Bible does, that the golden rule is also in Luke 6.31. It's just worded slightly different. And you can't say, well, the writer wrote it down wrong. It is very possible Jesus could have said it two different ways. I just... <sighs> those that want to follow Rudolf Boltmann and deconstruct everything and think the Bible is like an onion and you have to keep peeling away until you get to the authentic Jesus. You don't need to deconstruct. You need to have faith and trust in what it says. My advisor in seminary was a, actually a graduate student of Rudolf Boltmann, so not a fan of Mr. Boltmann's or my former advisor. 
I love this story. It's on page 171 of this commentary. He says, On one occasion a cynical Gentile came to Rabbi Shammai and said, Rabbi, converse with me on the condition that you teach me the whole Torah while I stand on one foot. Shammai pushed him aside. So the Gentile went to Rabbi Hillel, who conversed with him, saying, What is hateful to you, do, do not do to your neighbor. That is the whole Torah. The rest is commentary. Hillel just there just stated the golden rule in negative terms. So, Jesus said it in a positive light, and then this is what R.C. says. We cannot control what others say about us or do to us, but we can't control what we say about them and do to them. We should be thinking about doing for them rather than doing to them. And that is why he is a legend. And I think that is the perfect way to end this podcast. So, thank you so much for those of you who have been listening. Thank you to the faithful few. Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. I just ask for your prayers. Um, yeah, I'd love to be able to say that I have millions of followers and millions of subscribers, and everything's wonderful, and I can do this full time. And I. Part of me thinks that I got some growing up to do. And that's why uh, God hasn't allowed things to grow as fast as I would like them to. Maybe it's because um, maybe I, I need to share because I need to be humble. And I need to be real with people. I definitely know I want to be authentic. I never want to be fake. Um, but I just ask for your prayers. Um, I was hoping by now we'd have at least 100 subscribers. And we'd have a, a decent audience. And things are not growing as fast as I'd like them to. So... Please pray for this channel. Please pray for the YouTube channel. God willing, uh, by the end of the year, we'll have over 100 subscribers. That's my prayer. Uh, I heard something. I think there's some kind of insect in my room or flying around. It shouldn't be. Anyway, um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for those of you who have been listening since day one. Thank you for those for, who have recently joined us. I know the audience has grown a little bit. Um, and it may take us two weeks. It'll either the longest it'll take is two weeks for us to finish Matthew 7. And if we do, then we'll just move on to Matthew 8 and keep going. But I promise you I'm going to give you the best content I can. I promise you to give you biblical content. And I promise that I'm going to always be real with you and um, there's plenty of fake people out there. You don't need that. You need someone who's going to be real, honest, open, vulnerable, 
and just um, a person of integrity. So, love you guys, and I will see you next week. I am going to do a video on about casting your pearls. Uh, I need to do that. So, you guys have a great night. Love you. Bye.